This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here, of course, with the President of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, how are you this week? You know, I think we're doing, we're doing well. I think we've got beautiful weather, beautiful, strong weather outside. You know, it's a great summer. I think we finally have the COVID behind us, and... You know, we want to get our economy back now and we, we're worrying, you know, we're worrying about the schools. We got to get the school. So it's, you know, there's a lot of things. People don't know this, but it's a very busy job, the presidency, and we've got to get a lot of things working. Again. But it's just great to have the COVID sort of, you know, in the, as they say, in the rear view, you know, in the mirror, like a mirror when you're in a car and it's, mm-hmm. it's like we passed the COVID. So you say it's in the rear view. I appreciate you explaining the uh, the analogy and the saying to me. Um, I wouldn't understand it, but you you made it crystal now. Um, Mr. President, be, before we get into this, I just want to thank you, of course, for joining us every single week, including with the bonus episode this past week for the uh, Patreon Patriots where, uh, from the Roger Stone party. That was exclusive stuff. But I, I just want to thank everyone. So many no, no, ratings no, and reviews. Excuse me. Before you get to that, and I know the fans, mm-hmm. the Mapigas need their credit. I don't think you gave enough respect to the Roger Stone. Oh, we're going to talk about release it. party, and believe me, it was a release party in many ways. <laughs> oh, we'll talk. Okay, we'll talk about it later then. No, um, I just wanted to say, Mr. President, this past week we've had so many ratings and reviews. We've been climbing up the iTunes charts. We've cracked the two hundred uh, top two hundred a few times. So we're climbing up. Just want to thank all the Mapigas out there and keep leaving the five-star rating, leave more reviews. I think we have uh, 328 reviews. Is that Here's correct? Here's what I'm going to say. See, I have the intel. You're, you're, you're sort of too excited. It's your first day on the show, and I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> but I have actually the great information that they need. We asked the people to give us to get us to 1,000 ratings. They gave yes. us over 100. They blew us away. Okay? It was like Roger Stone's party. A lot of people getting blown away. <laughs> And they took us from like 920 something. We are now at like 1,050. That's in one week. That's when the Mapigas are motivated. You know, that's why I love my base. When they're motivated, they do such strong things. Now what we need is probably the toughest because it's the second component. We got them to the 1,000 plus ratings. And we, as you said, you said one thing correct. They should keep giving the ratings if they haven't. But now what we need is the magic number for the podcast. And this is a tough ask. I know it's a tough one. But the Mapigas, the Patreon Patriots, and yes, even the Mapigas, they can do this. Because anybody who has not actually left a review is now a Mapigger with a hard R. So we need to get to 500. I know it's a tough one. 500 reviews. The ratings, that's the easy part. You click on the stars. Okay, anybody can do that. Ben Carson, when he's sleeping, can click on the stars. We need strong reviews, even if it's only 10 words, five words, whatever it is. We need 
to get to 500 reviews by next week. And then we hit, you know, sort of the metrics that we need for our great sponsors, for iTunes, for the Apple Tunes, for Apple Pie, all the things that we need. You know, so that's, I'm sorry for getting, te- well, I'm not sorry, but you know, I got technical, but that's what we need. I thought you were doing a very not strong job explaining okay. it. Well, I also just want to say one more thing to the listeners out there. We know you're on the campaign trail and we want to come to a city near you, of course, outdoor. Um, Mr. President doesn't like this. I want to do a social distancing outdoor. We agreed to this and we'd like to come to governors in Long Island, New York and the stress factory in New Jersey. We want to know what the pig is out there um, are, are going to come down to this party. It's going to be a live recording and just tweet at us or uh, Instagram, leave a comment, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, whatever it is. And we are looking maybe at a Thursday night in August. So um, just respond there. We want to see um, who's in the area and who's available to come out for an outdoor social distancing live episode. Now, Mr. President, the Roger Stone party. Will there be people week, fanning me if I have to show up in the suit? Will people, of course. Will people fan me? I will arrange for a fanner for, for sure. With a hard R? If you want a hard R for a fanner, I will give you a hard R fanner. Okay. Okay. Well, Mr. President, the the bonus episode this past week was live from the Roger Stone party. Uh, If you are a Patreon patriot, you heard it. Uh, We've been getting great reviews on that episode. People were saying it's uh, almost as good as the Thanksgiving. It's up there. So tell us what we didn't see at the Roger Stone party. We heard some things going down with Roger Stone's wife, and then we had to leave you. Can you fill us in with any details? Let's just say... Roger Stone's wife after that party wish she had COVID because she was damaged goods. I will tell you. I mean, they, and I give her credit. She took it. She took, I mean, she, there's, you know, she's Cuban, by the way, we called her white. She's sort of, she looks more Italian, but she's Cuban. So we respect right. that. And I got to say, she, you know, I don't think there's anything Fidel Castro could have done to this woman that would have broken her spirit because she was at breakfast the next morning acting like nothing had happened. Uh, I mean, she was icing, you know, she was, she was covered in ice packs, but what a troop. I mean, what a strong woman. I can see why Roger Stone loves her. And, you know, it was just, it was a great sort of party, great togetherness, great atmosphere. And I sincerely tell the people, if you're not listening to the bonus content, and if you love this show, there's so many bonus, there's so much bonus content to catch up on. If you join now, you'll have enough bonus content to take you to the election, not to mention the new stuff that we do every month. So did I, you have fun? I'm sorry, Mr. President. Did you have fun hanging out with Rage and Brett? We haven't heard from him in a, in a couple of months. How was well, Ra- Rage and Brett's Rage and Brett was on the episode. He showed up. That's so right. Uh, no, it was it was nice to see. He got a little crazy. You know, it was the last day. He still thinks he's in college or something. You know, so it was the last day of the Supreme Court term. So he's done for the summer. I think he's in trouble with his wife. I can tell you that, though. I can tell after his time. Oh, conduct, no. Well, you know, the problem is it's not, you know, we're all sort of powerful men with great wealth. And so nobody, people look the other way if he's going to join into a, a gangbang at a party. You know, <laughs> people look the other way. But he, he was so drunk. He was so drunk. He took out his cell phone and recorded it. And I think the wife saw it the next oh, God. day. 
you know, because he saved it under the file, gang banging Roger Stone's wife. He even put it, you know, sort of very obvious. So I think he might have uploaded it to, you know, TikTok or something. But it's a, you know, he's in trouble, but he's got the stomach to get that taken care of. Well, I'm, I'm glad you had a fun time at Roger Stone's party, even though a lot of people are not happy with you commuting his sentence. Um, but we did discuss that on the bonus episode and uh, you, you, you gave your reasons. So um, it is what it is. And, you know, you just have to deal with the backlash of it during the election if people ask you about it, right? Well, no, I'm not going to answer it because he was treated unfairly. And, and how can you think a guy like that does crimes? Somebody so generous with his wife. <laughs> that he loves that he loves if somebody is that generous where they're just allowing you know some parties they hand out party favors or, or what, swag bags remember this roger stone just says before you leave the party do, do you want to you know what you want to go 10 to 15 pumps in my wife so it's he's a it's a gener it's he has such a generous spirit that to think that he's doing crimes doesn't that sound crazy somebody who's that generous you wouldn't think would be a criminal. So it's, it was a total hoax. He was a victim of the, of the Russia hoax. And uh, you know, now he can, now he's free and, and to, to, you know, enjoy freedom with his wife. Now, if, if I may quote you at the beginning of this episode, you said COVID is in the rear view mirror. Is that, is that correct? You know, you made a thing like you understood. No, the, the rear view mirror, meaning we've passed it. You know, when you're in a car and you, you look in the back and you see what's passed, that's it's in the rear view mirror. We've defeated, I mean, COVID is gone. Now, I, I have a lot of things to ask you about this. Let's just start. Uh, COVID is gone. Florida yesterday had 15,000 new cases. If Florida was a country, there would be the fourth most cases for a country. How well, let's be honest. If, Flor if Florida was a country, they'd be uh, probably all dead. <laughs> Most likely, but Mr. President, how do you say COVID? Bath is in the, salts, in the bath salts, and Mountain Dew. But how do you explain that, Mr. President? That that it's in the rearview mirror, but apparently there was fifteen thousand new cases yesterday, the fourth most if they were a country. How do you say that it's disappearing when the numbers are growing? No, they're, they're fake. Num the numbers don't matter anymore because we're doing too much testing. Okay. And I've said this very, I've said this so many yes. times. I'm tired of saying we're doing so much testing that we're creating more cases. If we stop testing, no more cases. And the people in Florida, they're probably more likely to die from, you know, parkour accidents than they are <laughs> to die from COVID. They're stupid people down there. So less testing, less COVID, less deaths. Is that correct? There's nobody's even, they're not even dying anymore. There's a, you know, you see like 12 deaths and it's like, we used to have so many more deaths of regular things. So no, I'm not concerned. I think whatever numbers they have, total fake news, totally fake, just fake numbers. They, they have total fake numbers. So I think we're in a great position. We're in a strong position and we're, we're looking forward to the election, having a great, we're going to be in Jacksonville. You think I'd be in Jacksonville having a great convention if I was worried about the so-called COVID? Well, I mean, you've been to hotbeds of COVID when you went to Arizona when there was a spike there and you still had your... Kim, Kim Guilfoyle and I, we made a hotbed in Arizona because we, we didn't want to talk with the, 
you know, the children of the corn that we were speaking in front of, they were disgusting. So, you know. But she, she, she got, she was infected with COVID from going on that trip. Well, so they say. You know, there's, so you some think- people say, some people say she's infected. Some people say she's had too much sex with Don Jr. And that's what's made her ill. You know, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of different reasons. They're called reasons. And there's, you know, there's so many reasons for things that everybody thinks they know the one reason, but there's many, you know, I just think COVID has become sort of, I don't know who does COVID's PR, but they're pretty good. They're not as good as the Trump brand, but COVID must have a tremendous PR agent because it's not even doing much anymore. And people are still terrified. I'm not terrified. My great MAGA people aren't terrified, but you know, the fake news and the Dems, they're very scared or pretending to be. You, you did wear a mask, though, the other day when you attended. Uh, we talked about this in the bonus episode, but I want to bring this up. You, you attended Walter Reed Hospital. You wore a mask for the veterans. Um, so you, you, you are willing to wear a mask. Let me tell you something. I wasn't going to wear a mask. And then there was the mask in there, and I put it on, and I looked in the mirror, and I said... Everybody needs to see this. I don't think anybody's ever made a mask look so tough. <laughs> you know, I managed to look tough, but also still very handsome and powerful. And the generals, you should have seen the generals when they saw me. They said, sir, don't ever take that mask off, sir. Because they had so, it was so strong. So I think that it's a beautiful thing. I think that, you know, the mask, I don't think it was needed, but I thought it would actually... I thought it would make, you know, I've said this on the, on the show, that wearing the mask might make me look weak to people, you know, like that I'm afraid. And then I right. saw the mask on me and I didn't do it for health. My health is totally fine. Great health. I did it because the look was so even more powerful with the mask than without it. I didn't think that could happen, but it turns out I looked even stronger with the mask, so I wore it for that reason. You know who I think you look like? Very strong. Have your, I don't know if you play video games, but there's a video game called Mortal Kombat. It's two strong characters, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And I thought you looked like them wearing those masks, Mr. President. Are those both Asian characters? Um, I'm not sure of their ethnicity, to be honest with you. Well, then I don't want to sort of agree with you until I know... <laughs> You know, I don't know. I don't, you know, if they're, if they're great American Mortal Kombat people, then we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll, maybe we'll bring them into the administration. But no, I don't want to be sort of a Kung Flu sort of combat character. I know there are other characters. You can't tell because they're wearing the masks. So you can't tell if they're. Well, Asian you can not. look at the eyes. Okay. You can see the eyes. <laughs> I- I guess so, but I don't know if the graphics are that fantastic. I haven't played Mortal Kombat recently, but maybe you could see if uh, Colin, let us know. Is, uh, if you, have, if and you have Mortal Kombat on a PlayStation 4, the graphics should be good enough to see if those eyes are sneaky Asian eyes or, you know, great eyes from the West. We call it the West. <laughs> you call it great eyes of the West? Well, you know, they are. They're great eyes. Now, 
Mr. President, before remember we get Hungry it, Eyes? Do you remember Hungry Eyes from Dirty Dancing? I think it was Hungry Eye. I don't think it was Eyes. No, it was plural. That I'm sure no. of. Are you sure about that? I am 100% sure. So if, it's Hungry Eyes, not Hungry Eye. You know, he's not trying to fuck a, a pirate. <laughs> it's Hungry Eyes. And that guy, his name's Eric Carmen, and he's a tremendous MAGA person. Who'd think that the guy who wrote a number one hit from Dirty Dancing would then hate immigrants and taxes? <laughs> Mr. President, before we get into um, how you should write a sequel, travel- Angry Eyes. He could write Angry Eyes. That could be like the theme for the convention. One he look at write- you or- and I want to bang Ivanka Stiles. See, great eyes of the West don't work out in that song, but if you could work it out somehow, it'd be fantastic. Well, you know, I do have bars. I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute. Excuse now, me. I, Mr. If I want a minute, I'll take a minute. I don't want a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no minute. My apologies. Well, now, well you know Pre- what? I might change my mind and decide I want a minute. I don't really think you did okay. to decide that. We'll see what happens. Okay. Well, Mr. President, before we move forward with... Uh, you talk about immigration, how United States, we, we can't travel anywhere right now. But um, this past weekend, huge UFC fight. Remember, I was telling you last week that I was going to put money on Mastaval over Usman, and I lost that money. Usman won in decision, and I made that bet with betonline.ag, our, 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 one of our, our favorite sponsors, Mr. President. And there is no shortage of action going on at, with our exclusive partner, BetOnline. You know, sports are slowly coming back. We have basketball coming back. We have baseball coming back. We have UFC, NASCAR, and soccer already back. BetOnline has the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Do you need more, Mr. President? A little bit more. Good. See, I waited and I let you answer the question this time. BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day, so you can bet on people playing the video games. Is it video games? Isn't that exciting, Mr. President? Do they have Mortal Kombat? Because I'd like to place a bet on those two being Asian. <laughs> I'll look into those odds. And Mr. President, if sports aren't your thing, they BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games. They have poker tournaments and all the best props in the business. You have to visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your free um, welcome bonus and start playing today. So join today, get your welcome bonus. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, BetOnline.ag. They are now, Mr. a tremendous sponsor. And I can't wait for sports to be back. And I'm telling you, you know what? If you're a Mapiga, if you're a Patreon patriot, we're not telling you you have to do online gambling. Nobody's making you do that. But if you're going to do the online gambling, if you respect the show and have great respect for your president, go there. That's where, that's where we go. So betonline.ag, Mr. President, no one from this country can travel to any other country. I think there's like four countries that are let us in right now. I'm sure Russia is one of them, but we cannot go anywhere because of the COVID spikes in our country. So how are you saying that COVID is in the rear view mirror when we can't go anywhere? First of all, we don't need to go to any other countries. We're in the greatest country of the world. And we have all, we have great museums, great uh, places to go for walks, great places to eat McDonald's. We have all the things that you need in a country. 
I think that the other countries, because we've been number one for, you know, when you're in a sports to, to bring it back to sports, when you're number one, they always say, oh, they're gunning for number one. They're going for the number one spot. So you always right. get every country, they bring the heat. They call it heat. Well, I think countries saw the COVID, got scared and thought this was the time to go after our great country. They were going to come after us and they think this is the time. I'm going to remember every country that's told us we can't go there and we're probably going to, you know, go to war against some of them. So you're going to go to war with countries that are looking out for their citizens' safety and health. They're insulting the power of America and we, if you let that happen, you know, it's like in the mob. Okay. That's how I try to govern like the great mob okay. bosses. I, when I, someone I see in, that. When someone insults you, you can't just, you, you don't let the insult linger and have people disrespect you. You know, if France says, Americans cannot come into our country. You know what I do? I take a missile in the shape of a baguette and I shove it up their ass. And then they, they realize that they were disrespectful. And other countries pay attention to that. Other countries look around and they say, well, you know, we don't want missiles shaped like our signature food shoved up our asses, so we better respect America. Obama would have never done that, Obama. Obama probably would have just taken precautions against COVID, you know, months in advance, like a coward. And, you know, everybody would have said, oh, we feel safe because uh, America took, you know, proper steps. Well, proper steps are for weak countries. Now, Mr. President, I, I didn't know we had the technology of, of to send a, a missile that's shaped as a baguette. Now, I'm curious. Well, a lot of them are I'm, all shaped kind of like baguettes. You know, they're long, you know right. Mike Pence. Mike Pence <laughs> loves going to see the missiles, I tell you. <laughs> he takes daily trips to see our missiles. <laughs> oh, he loves the missiles. Now, Mr. President, I was wondering just if, if we're going to send like a baguette shaped missile to France. I'm just curious about some other countries of what shaped missiles we would send to if we had to go to war with them. So um, China, what shape would the missile be for, for China? A white carton with a missile surrounded by rice. <laughs> I was thinking a missile shaped like an egg roll. But I like the white you, carton. You were wrong. <laughs> I see that. How about if we were going to attack Japan again? I know your boys, Shinzo, but if we were going to attack them, what would you... You're saying if we had to, because he respects had, me greatly. If we, had, if we had to. I don't what? want Shinzo listening to the podcast and going, Real great friend, he disrespected me. So I don't want that to happen because I have great respect for him. So we're, we're making it very clear. This is what they call a hypothetical. Of course. Hypothetical. Because I, you know, Shinzo is one of my best friends. And I would say if we were going to bomb the shit out of Japan, again, by the way, I like to remind him of that. Whenever he, if he gets too friendly, I, I like to tell him, you know, <laughs> we destroyed two of your cities and we'll do it again. We'll do it again. I would you say, remind him? <laughs> Well, it's called talking trash. You know, like when we walk around Japan, I go, I, I give him a little elbow in the ribs and I say, 
We killed 200,000 over there. Remember that? Oh, burn. Literally. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's not fun. It's a, it's, well, it is funny. You know, it's called a sick burn. And those were just the people who survived. They got the sick burns. Everybody else was oh, turned God. into, was turned into, we call it uh, Japanese dust. <laughs> but I'll tell you, if we were to bomb Japan, what we would do is we would put it in the shape of, I would say probably just to, to fool them, like, yeah. a, like a Hello Kitty. <laughs> just launch a Hello Kitty missile at them. That's what we do. Uh, I wish I had more time to jump to other countries right now, Mr. President. Well, you could always ask one more. But okay, that's fine. okay. Well, one, one, one more. If 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 we had to attack Germany, if we Germany. had to attack Germany, who you know they've done some, you know they've done bad things, but they also did good things in the past. Uh, I think what we do is probably like a, a bratwurst, <laughs> but it would be like that movie Doctor Strangelove where Pence would be riding the bratwurst <laughs> as it plummets to destroy Germany. So I think. I think that's what we do. <laughs> but then, then BGMP would be gone. Well, that's okay. <laughs> no, he, he would, no it's, a, it's a great sacrifice. And, and is that, you know, there's very few things, like when people say how they'd like to die, okay? You know, peacefully in their sleep. You want to die doing what you love. And I feel like big gay Mike Pence riding, you know, a 30-foot bratwurst <laughs> is, you know, that's, I don't even Into know if he needs, I don't even know if he needs to go to heaven after that because I think he just found it. You know, I would, you know, for me, it would be, I'd like to be, you know, lying with Ivanka when I, when I go, you know, a peaceful, peaceful place. Uh, now, <clears throat> Mr. President, I understand that. And you, you have beef with, you know, beef. You, you're, you're having, you're at odds with our number one scientist. Be beef for and COVID. broccoli. We could go as beef and broccoli if we were <laughs> okay. landing in China. Same carton, same carton, just with a little bit of the brown sauce leaking out <laughs> instead of the white rice, which comes clean. That's how you know which carton is which. They, they never, for a, for a disciplined people, they're very sloppy with their brown sauce. <laughs> They're very aggressive with their brown sauce. Now, Mr. President, your beef with Fauci. I don't know what's going on. You don't agree with what he's saying. You recently retweeted a tweet from Chuck Woolery. The tweet is the following. The most outrageous lies are the ones about COVID-19. Everyone is lying. The CDC, media, Democrats are doctors, but all but most that we are told to trust. I think it's all about the election and keeping the economy from coming back, which is about the election. I'm sick of it. You know what? We're thinking he needs to get a new show on Fox or OAN. We call it the hate connection. <laughs> I love how he's turned. He no longer talks about love. He's such a, I mean, he's such a great patriot that he loves, you know, he's, he's in there. He's in that top tier of people. He's even higher than the hungry eyes singer in my view. <laughs> he's up there with, you know, he's a James Woods, uh, John Voight sort of level entertainer patriot. 
hate hate connection could be a good game show mr president you have the one person who's the the bachelor be a republican and then you have the three contestants as democrats and then you have we'll to be back in six and nine <laughs> so that isn't say that was my chuck willary impression wasn't that good it's all right mr president now your beef with fauci you retweeted about the CDC lying. I mean, Mr. President, don't you think that's very, again, I, I use this a lot, very reckless behavior? No, I, I think it's totally presidential behavior. I think we want the truth. Don't, excuse me, don't you want your president looking for truthful things instead of, you know, they, you got all these people sharing lies about the president, about the country, about the COVID. I want the truth. And the truth is it's not so bad. We've defeated it. We need to go outside, tongue kiss, breathe on each other, sweat on each other, go to movie theaters, sold out capacity for three-hour movies, you know, drink each other's sodas at the movie theater. Just, we need to get back to where we were as a country. Well, we tried that in Florida, Arizona, and Texas, and uh, cases spiked and... Now they're getting worse and worse and worse. The cases are, are rising every single day. So it's how because, is that the solution? Excuse me. It's because of the testing. Uh, Everybody's that, fine, but we're doing too many tests. So too many tests equals too many numbers. And if we didn't test, then people wouldn't be sick. Is that accurate? I think they're getting scared and then thinking they're sick. And then they go take the test and the test senses that they're sick from their fear and then comes back and says yes sir you are sick that's the test talking and you know i don't think it's true i think we're a healthy country i think we're a great country with a strong economy it's coming back it's coming back better than ever i think we need to get to movies and sports and you know we let me tell you something at the roger stone release party okay yes there were at least at least 50 men and at least there were well there were a couple of women there was Roger Stone's wife obviously there was at least six women 50 men nobody wearing masks you know a few wearing condoms until Brett Kavanaugh got angry <laughs> and, and declared that it was you know a no condom zone he ripped everyone's condoms off them He's an aggressive guy. That's all I'm going to say. And the only, the only person who even looked a little bit less than healthy the next day was Roger Stone's wife. So what you're saying is because at your release party for Roger Stone, no one wore masks and, and believe you guys me, are all fine. She's, so that's she why. has herd immunity. She has whore immunity, <laughs> I think, because she was in close contact with just about every guy at the party. So. Now, Mr. President, I want to talk to you about uh, your secretary of education, Betsy DeVos. Um, I love Betsy DeVos, Belle Biv DeVos. She looks <laughs> like, uh, you know, and not to get too sexual. I know some of our listeners who are great Christian listeners don't like it to get too sexual. But I've said it before. Whenever I look at Betsy DeVos, okay, her brother, by the way, is a nutcase. He runs uh, Blackwater, 
or whatever they call themselves okay. now, like a mercenary group. He's a, a Eric Prince. I love the guy. He's a total mercenary. And you look at her. Does she look like the hot sister of a mercenary guy? No, she looks. She does. She does too much, and it, that's the genius of her, because she's a freak. If you look at her, she looks. If you look on a place like Pornhub, some of our great sites, YouPorn, Pornhub, she looks like totally one of these sort of mature, like she looks like she's in the mature category, but she comes all prim and proper. I think if you look on Pornhub, you will find Betsy DeVos doing amateur porn. I, she might be on Pornhub. Who knows? She's full of shit, Mr. President. And she, so, you, so you've seen her, so you've seen her Pornhub videos. <laughs> I didn't see that exact one, but I will search for it later. Mr. President, she wants all schools open at full capacity for the fall, including New York City. Mr. President, Harvard are not sending their students back to classes. In, in, um, they've already declared in some places that uh, in California that the students are not going back until the spring, maybe. How are we going to have children in the classrooms in the fall when she does not have protocol, she doesn't have plans, she has no idea how we're going to do it. And I have a feeling someone's just telling her to tell people to go back to schools with zero plan involved. Do you know who would be telling her this information? No, it's I trust her completely. And she's a great secretary of agriculture. And she's doing it's education. Oh, is like that schools, we, edu edu education, is it, yeah, not that, crops. Educa that's what we put her in charge of? Yeah, yeah. School, oh, well, uh, I trust learning. her there. I trust her there, too. I think she wears glasses. Because <laughs> so, she wears glasses, she's smart and can be the secretary of education. Is that how you hired her, based on wearing bifocals? No, they're very big glasses. They're full of education. Oh. No, she comes in, she looks prim and proud. Well, the thing is, she looked kind of like teachers that I see in some of the porn videos. And then she had the big glasses. And I thought, this is a woman who knows education. And she's doing a great job. And I want all the schools. I mean, I agree with her. I'm not, you know, I told her I'd like the schools open. And she used her expertise and told me that it's totally possible that we can have great schools that are open greatly with great strength and toughness. And I think we're going to get it done. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Mr. President, but there's, there's no plan. She was on CNN. I no, saw no, no, her. Have, and excuse they, me. We have a strong, very strong plan. How come she couldn't get into the details of the plan? And she said that each district is in charge of their own plan without any guidelines brought to you by the federal government. It makes no sense. No, well, we want education to be local. We want education to be, you know, if, you know, if you if you deal meth in a West Virginia trailer, you need to learn different things than if you're, you know, a Kushner in New York at a private school. Like you need, everybody needs their own local education. Right, I understand that. But if you were the meth dealer, you would both know how to cook the meth, you would both know how to bag the meth, and you would both know how to sell the meth. Now, finding your customers and your clientele would be different, but there's still some of the same guidelines dealing with the meth. As far as education, there should be some sort of guidelines in opening the schools, how to keep children safe. No, no, we have, okay, I see what you, we have strong guidelines. The guidelines are open up the school, 
Oh, we don't yeah. give you federal funding. Strong guide, very clear, strong guidelines. Very mafia-like, how you said before. Extremely mafia-like. Well, you know, it's you get somebody like Betsy DeVos who doesn't take any shit, and uh, you know she's gonna she's doing a great job, a strong job. She's really not doing a very strong job. I don't know how she's in charge of public education when her children went to private school. I don't think she's ever stepped into a public school. Okay, well, from this YouPorn video, it looks like she's doing a blow job, <laughs> but that's that's not the job we're talking about. I think is that she is. Well, no, that's what makes her so great. She does. She keeps it thematically. They call it thematically the same. So she's got, you know, she just she does the real education and then the porn parody education. It's, you know, it's called versatility. Yeah, best of both worlds. I like that. Now, Mr. President, this education you are not going to really bend on, and you're just going to kind of throw it on Betsy DeVos. And I'd love to have her on this podcast if we can get her on one of these days. That would be awesome. But what I wanted to ask you about, you don't trust Fauci, you don't trust the CDC. Which scientists do you trust? Can you tell me what scientists you trust? Well, you know, Dr. Schultz, because I'm wearing the, the gel inserts in my very expensive shoes and they make them very comfortable. So we're looking into seeing if Dr. Schultz wants to maybe uh, join the team. Uh, as far as scientists... Uh, you know, I think science is a little bit overrated, to be honest. I think there's some good people, you know, with some, some ideas that are okay. But, you know, a lot of them, you know, they don't have as strong ideas as they think. Einstein, can I, I guess, was, a, was, a, was okay. Can I ask you about a few doctors and you let me know what you think of them? Of course. Um, Dr. Kevorkian, what do you think of him? I mean, he was a strong, I mean, we did say that we were going to, that reminds me on an old episode. I think I said I was going to make him maybe replace Fauci. He's, I mean, he's a, Kevorkian was a tough, tough doctor, but his patients, they always, he was like a hundred percent with his patients. He's dead now, I think, Dr. Kevorkian. So he can't be hired. No, well, okay. But, you know, we can still see. You look into it. <laughs> um, the next person, doctor, Dr. Seuss. What do you think of Dr. Seuss? Probably not for us. I think he would probably talk even more than Fauci. Really? But at least it'd be entertaining. There'd be rhymes and everything. And you Well, you know, nobody, nobody has more bars than me, so I don't need a rhyming doctor. I need a doctor with great doctoral talent. Okay, how about um, one more doctor here, Dr. Doolittle. What do you think about Dr. Doolittle? I don't think that's a real doctor. It is. He's a, he's a veterinarian um, from movie. Uh, I think Eddie Murphy played him. He was a, an you animal know, I doctor. I don't need a Dr. Doolittle if, you know, for animals. I, I think you know, we can send other doctors to deal with the immigrants. <laughs> I don't mean animals as immigrants, Mr. President. I mean animals as <clears throat> a dog, a cat, a snake, a ferret. Well, 
two of those animals are how I describe people who don't like me, dogs and snakes. So I see no difference. I see all my opponents as vicious, nasty, pathetic animals. <clears throat> well, that's upsetting. Now, Mr. President, uh, one more thing about these scientists. How do you feel about uh, anti-vaxxers and people who get vaccinated? I know you were vaccinated, but how do you feel about these anti-vaxxers? Well, I think some of them are hot. You know, some of these moms that don't want vaccines, like, you know, remember Jenny McCarthy? But a lot of them, they're kind of, you know, they, I don't know what it is. They're kind of a good advertisement for no vaccines because you see some of them and you're like, you look, you look very hot. Maybe that's a healthy lifestyle. And I like that you're, you're clearly a little crazy. You don't like vaccines. So you're, you're hot and crazy. And so I want to do what they, I respect the anti-vaxxing people because they seem like hot, crazy women. So nothing that they stand for really, but just how they look, you like how they look and that and what they represent because they look good. And they're crazy. And they're crazy. Okay. So I they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be better in bed than if they were sort of, you know, sensible people. The last thing I want to talk to you about, I want to ask you about uh, Ann Coulter. She has been a, Skel uh, we call her Skelahor. I did not know her nickname, Skelahor. Now, Mr. President, she was a, a huge backer of the Republican Party until recently, talking trash about you. And now she is actually backing Democratic candidates uh, to defeat Mitch McConnell. She is um, backing Amy McGrath, I think her name is. That's, yeah, she looks like Will Ferrell. That's, that's not very nice, Mr. President. Well, take it up with God. Another mistake he made because she looks like she looks like a Will Ferrell character. How do you feel about Ann Coulter turning on the Republican Party? Well, I think she's upset because she always thought she was going to be, you know, a big shot when I became uh, president and we don't need her, you know, and she decided you know, we're building the wall, but she decided it wasn't being built fast enough for her. So she had to go somewhere else. And, you know, I think she just wants to be someplace where she matters and she doesn't matter anymore. She's an old skinny Skelehor who, you know, she's, she's sort of useless and nobody has any time for her. So she thought she'd make news by saying, I'm going to back Will Ferrell over Turtle Boy in, in Kentucky. And I think it's a total failure. It shows her as disloyal and also very desperate. All right. So not a big fan of her anymore. No, no, I have, well, I have, I have great respect for her. Okay. Um, Mr. President, um, thank you for your time. Always just want to remind uh, all the Mapigas on patreon.com slash MPGA, our live episode for the perfect end Patreon Patriots is July 23rd. That is Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. We'll do a live podcast on Zoom and you do a Q&A with the president right here. So when you feel a perfect 10 member of um, our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash MPGA, July 23rd, 8 p.m. That's a Thursday Eastern Standard Time. Social media, follow us at Trump Pod. Instagram, hit us up on the gram. We want more Instagram followers. So Instagram at Trump Pod, at JL Carvin, at JNog. 
Also, if you are in Astoria, Queens, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. at the Bel Air Diner, stand-up comedy, 8 p.m. And on July 25th, the Bel Air Diner, Saturday night, we are doing two shows to benefit the NAACP Defense Fund. Um, we got a bunch of headliners on that show. That is July 25th, Saturday night, the Bel Air Diner, a 7 o'clock show and a 9.15 show. Um, and you could follow me on at JNOG for all the information. Mr. President, thank you again for your time. And um, I knew you were going to talk trash. I was waiting for it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, is it the next episode yet? Are we supposed to record next week? Okay. It was a long time. It's a, it's a benefit show, Mr. President. You don't think the NAACP Defense Fund is, is very important to raise money for? You know, when I call them colored people, everybody gets upset. But all of a sudden, they want to have fundraisers for colored people organization. Isn't that funny how they, when I say, hey, you, colored, colored guy, they go, oh, that's racist. And yet you're hosting a benefit for the National Association Advancement of, they're called colored people. And apparently that's okay. I think you're a racist. <laughs> Maybe. All these are a Negro College Fund, the Colored People Association, and I'm the racist. I have a charity to raise money for black people, and it's called Black Bastards. <laughs> that's, a, that's a horrible name for a charity. Why bastards? Well, it's raising money for single for the kids of single moms. <laughs> and I'm saying black. They like the word black. It's not Negro or 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 colored i'm saying black okay and that bastards. might be the whole bastard part yeah i don't but that's a true that's... statement so it's if you want to donate and go to a real show come to trump's black bastard foundation <laughs> gala we have to we used to say gala but then pence told us we had to say gala so anyway that's it for the tech stuff guy hey everybody it's jl how are you um Another fun episode. Please do check out the Patreon. We've been putting up some gold quality shit there. Uh, but thank you for listening. Seriously, if you're still listening at this point, you guys really answered the bell for, for the ratings we needed. So thank you very, very much. Uh, we picked up more Patreon subscribers. Thank you very much. And now the, the final assignment, I guess, in this is <laughs> we want to get to 500 reviews. Totally free. But we, we really would hope by next week we could be at 500 reviews. So even if you say five stars, awesome show. There it is. Submit. It comes up like a day later. That's all it takes. So we really appreciate the effort and the support. Um, we've said it before, but obviously this is going to be a really big fall, late summer and fall for us in many ways. Um, we have more sponsors interested in us, and that's because you guys are listening. So thank you. They, we, they wouldn't be coming to us if you guys weren't subscribing, commenting, sharing. So keep doing that. Much appreciated. As far as any plugs I have, if you're still listening, um, follow my two YouTube, subscribe to my two YouTube channels. They're both free. New Trump content, new sketch video content every week, uh, almost every day for Christ's sakes. And... Um, no idea if anybody has a birthday out there, but I'm on Cameo doing Trump voices. I, I've made quite, quite a lot on that. It's sort of stunning. <laughs> so cameo.com slash J-L-C-A-U-V-I-N. I hope to stop promoting that at some point. I would love to do gigs. I hope this fucking thing goes away someday. And by thing, I mean both COVID and Trump. 
So thank you for listening. Have a great, safe, healthy week. God help us all.